0: crazy thing is, is that we're all doing this because we want to feel better and, and look more beautiful. No matter what, even if we're taking the natural route or the not natural route, we want to feel better. Right. And in the name of all this, the stuff we're putting on our face is literally aging us. It's not even neutral. You know, we're not even neutral. That's the crazy part.
1: Welcome to the Limitless Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Mason. The time is now for us to break free of conditioned habits, think for ourselves, and realize our limitless nature. We will explore talks on meditation, creativity, wellness, spirituality, and storytelling. You're in for a treat because we're peeling back the layers and diving deep. I'll be having diverse voices from all different creative backgrounds and points of view on to discuss what makes their soul limitless. Plug in and tune out the outside world as we go on this journey together. Hello, welcome to the Limitless Soul Podcast. Welcome back. If you frequent this part of the internets, so happy you're back hanging out with me. I love sharing this space with you and i oh, got a delightful interview to share with you today. Super, super excited about this one. And if you're new, welcome. I'm so happy that you found this space. It's a lot of fun. We dive pretty deep um, on questions that not most people ask, especially on interviews. Um, I really strive to ask my guests questions that they probably haven't been asked before, which is sometimes surprising to them and funny to me. And uh, yeah, I'm really curious and interested in human beings and why they do the things they do and what, what lights the fire within them, what helps them to heed the calls that they receive. And yeah, we dive pretty deep and I like it that way. And I know you like it that way because you're hanging out with me. Um, I'm coming to you today on the new moon in Taurus feel so at home (laughs) in this moon. I am a Taurus moon. So naturally I feel delighted and comfortable and really happy when my energy is aligned with the moon. And I feel really connected. I feel really connected to My purpose, I feel connected to you as a part of the community. I feel connected with nature and purpose and vision, just a a lot. And in the Limitless Collective, our membership, that was the theme this um, season, this Taurus season was connections and all of the ways that we connect. I think sometimes we forget how deep and wide our connection can be. We have connection to Mother Earth. We have a connection to the cosmos. We have a connection to limitless energy. We have connection to our intimate relationships and connection to our communities. We have connection to our loved ones and we have connection to people that we don't even know. And it's a really beautiful, landscape to explore so i'd invite you as you're listening to this notice where you are feeling a disconnection notice where you're feeling really strong connection in your life and as as a part of a a balancing or finding harmony right new moon is about new beginnings and setting intention so maybe exploring where those deeper connections that are really strong and really rooted and unshakable, what are the qualities of those connections? What's so brilliant about them? What's so sustainable and so nurtured in those experiences and in the, the places where you feel a little bit of a disconnect? Can you infuse some of that awareness and that wisdom into those places where you feel uh not so linked not so harmonized and I ask this of you because this is what's been going on in my life lately before I introduce my guest I just kind of check in because I haven't done a solo episode in about a month and I'm really enjoying just talking to you for a few minutes before I hop in with my guest to check in I'll be back on soon with a with a solo episode, but for now, I'm really enjoying this this little little snippet of time. Um, I, I noticed this in my life, and this where I came up with this deeper questioning was I I was starting to feel really disconnected, um, in my my community aspect, and really connected in my deep personal connections. And if you're here because you're probably a creative or entrepreneur, entrepreneur, you're putting things out there and you have outward connections that you're either aware of or unaware of, um, that you play with and dance with. And when those aren't strong, our businesses or our communities can seem like they're, um, stagnant, they're not growing or they are struggling, right? There's a, there's a sense of, Um, distress or resistance to them and so I started to notice I was feeling that way and I was like what is it that my deepest most intimate connections are so why are they so strong right now because they're not always so strong but they are right now and I noticed that it's um, because I've evolved so much and changed so much as a human and my own journey that the people who are in my immediate life saw that evolution really intimately and they accepted it and integrated it as it happened. And outwardly in my outer connections, I started to feel like a little bit misunderstood or not seen for who I really am in person, like what my energy really is like in this moment. And so I realized that, (laughs) I mean, it's easy to be like, it's everyone else's fault. It's not me. It's them. Or I'm misunderstood. Nobody gets me. And I had to flip that around and ask myself, how can I take accountability if I want this to work? And if I want to be a part of a bigger um, connection and outer connection, what do I need to do to feel understood or be okay with being misunderstood? And that was kind of hard for me, but, um, It took some shedding of old stories old stories of no one gets me this is too much I'm too much for people and really reprogramming that into my energy is exactly where and how it should be and it's not going to be too much for the people who are seeking it and as soon as that light switched on I realized wow like (laughs) there's no going backwards okay there's no going backwards. There's only going forward. So I need to honor this and own this. And a big shift that I made outwardly was to streamline where I'm putting my energy because that was what was making me feel disconnected was having my energy in too many places. Right. You could I'm sure you can relate to this. It's like you feel scattered as hell and it's just like everything's all over the place. Nothing's focused. And so nothing is growing. Nothing's getting done. And so, of course, people on the receiving end of that, (laughs) if they're not in your immediate presence, are like, what's going on? I'm confused. So I decided to just have one Instagram page. Um, I'm going to keep my personal Instagram active and maybe I'll revisit it later. But um, if you're not already following Limitless Soul Life on Instagram, that's where I'm going to be now. I'm going to pour my attention. I'm going to pour my energy into there because I want to be able to connect with you I want to be able to to connect with the community and I was very distracted and I think I like kind of ran away like you know just like exit stage left (laughs) like I'd come on the podcast and talk and connect and then when it, it was over on the Instagram page I just kind of felt resistance to being there and I think it was you know a fear of being misunderstood so Um, I'm going to be there more I want to talk to you I want to connect with you and that's how I'm going to do it because connections are important and I want to feel confident grounded honored and in harmony with all aspects of it so that's my little spiel for today about connections and I would invite you to do the same if you're feeling a little bit disconnected in an area just ask yourself what's working in other areas and how can I infuse it into the parts that I'm feeling a little bit resistant to hesitant to, um, and see what happens for you. It's feeling good. It's feeling good for me. And that brings me to the fact that today I have one of the most amazing connected to nature. I mean, wow. Her name is Nadine Artemis and she's the author of renegade beauty. Like my Bible, it's the best book. Has so many nuggets of wisdom and truths about holistic healing, um, female (laughs) health, reproductive health, breast health, mouth health, um, our gut biome, the power of water, the power of the elements. It is a must, 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 must buy. I'm obsessed. Um, She also is the author of a book called Holistic Dental Care which is really, really interesting. And she's the founder of Living Life Bations. This is the skincare that I've been using for the last like five years. So to have the founder on is like a my dream. And I got to pick her brain and talk to her about her journey of, you know, connecting with her purpose and connecting with her truth of following this path of creating a holistic beauty care line that's rooted from nature, like the serums and the oils and the the libations that she's created are so good. Like you can feel the difference when you put it on your skin. And I'm really, 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 really into that. Like being as close to nature as possible. Nadine is a beauty philosopher and aromacologist and a botanical muse. She believes in simplicity and a natural rhythmic approach. She's definitely a disruptor to the mainstream idea of beauty, quote unquote, and beauty products. I have been in this vein for a long time. You all know if you've been listening for a while, I've been a hairdresser for 15 years and I've been in the quote unquote beauty industry, which is something I've just struggled and battled with, especially on a spiritual journey and awakening and becoming really aware of the things we consume and how the connections, like going back to connections, how everything is connected. We are not separate from nature. We are not separate from the thing we put on our skin or in our mouths, on our hair, on our face. It's all one thing. And um, I'm so interested in the work that Nadine has done because she's really researched and gone deep, 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 deep down into the impacts of chemicals and toxins and all of these things that ha- that have an impact on our our health beyond the physical symptoms, right? Beyond just does this make my skin break out in hives? It's like is this causing me to have an imbalance in my cellular makeup? It's that deep that she's that she's been thinking about this. And when she used to have her store called Osmosis in Canada, guess who was one of her number one customers, because this was, I was like, I love you. Alanis Morissette. She's like my hero from like age eight. Um, she, Alanis Morissette called her a true sense visionary. Um, and she also used to be friends with Horst Reckelbacher, who's the founder of Aveda. And he called her a pure flower of creativity. So I just thought that was so cool that like my, my, um, preteen adolescent, musical muse and a visionary and pioneer in holistic hair care which is the world I've come from are two people that Nadine has um orbited around with and it just was a really special conversation where we dove deeper into like her why and her her path and her journey of of creating something that's going to be so impactful for generations to come and I'm just so honored to have been able to connect with her in this way and bring you this really awesome conversation so plug in tune out check in with me and nadine artemis and if you love this please let me know just like drop a line on instagram send me a dm take a screenshot whatever i want to know your thoughts i want to know what you think um i want to know what your favorite parts of this conversation were and what you're most interested in And then down in the show notes, I'm going to drop the link to her website so you can check out living libations products. I 10 out of 10 recommend like the sea buckthorn oil cleanser is like my godsend. I love the frankincense oil, um, the neroli scrub. I mean, seriously, everything is amazing. And uh, yeah, check out her book, Renegade Beauty. It's like the best. Okay, I'll let you listen now. So nice to chat with you. Thank you for being here and I will talk to you soon. Hi, Nadine. Welcome to the Limitless Soul Podcast. So excited to have you here today. I'm so happy to be here. So last night was the full moon. I live in Michigan and two of my girlfriends are estheticians and um, they actually introduced me to living libations a couple of years ago. Oh, why my skin looks so amazing. (laughs) It does. (laughs) And, um, we had like a slumber party. We live in Michigan. So we're like out by the pond. We're like drumming around the pond and underneath the moon. And we got back to our little, our little fire. And I'm like, you guys, I have to talk to Nadine Artemis tomorrow. <laughs> what, what, what am I doing? And they're all freaking out. So hi, Jenny and Sammy. I, it, I'm like, I'm going to talk about y'all because we sat down with this notebook and we we're like, what are the things we should ask Nadine? Cause we have oh, all, cool. listened- I was
0: like, I oh. hope they gave you some questions. <laughs> they did.
1: I'm like, come on, help me out. <laughs> because, um, we've all listened to you on many different podcasts and read Renegade Beauty. And so I'm like, let's, let, let's pick her brain while we have her here. And, you know, kind of get, get the dish on, on the Nadine behind all of the things. So that's where a lot of my questions are coming from today.
0: Fun. Okay.
1: Um, so the first thing I wanted to ask you, cause we were really curious for our own agenda is what is the day in a life of Nadine Artemis these days? Like, like from the morning, like, what do you do when you wake up? And yeah. like, we're really curious about what you eat too. Okay. <laughs> well
0: let's pretend well because it is now like we don't have snow on the ground so let's mm-hmm. so it's like spring summer so we're gonna go with those seasons <laughs> um I wake up hopefully I'm just seeing I'm waking up in time to see the sun rising up above the hills and I'm meeting that from bed and usually hopefully like Ron and Leaf join and we're all just there bringing in the day and that's just the best. And I find it's different every day, too. And, of course, not every day do you get to see the sun because sometimes it's just cloudy. Yeah. But, you know, that's the best. And then hopefully I'm ending the day watching it set in the Western situation. To me, that's like when I can start the day by watching the sunrise and watching it set, like that half hour, that's a good day. So if I, that, mm-hmm. that's like a good, um, I think it was like, I don't know pillars of the day. Yeah. Then after that, um, then it depends what's going on with the weather. So obviously I will, um, I'm usually not eating yet. And obviously we've got a family, so there's usually child needs
1: always coming yeah, before you're Right. Yeah. Yeah. I have two yeah. of those <laughs> <Yeah>. child needs. <laughs>
0: I can't. I can't imagine it being multiplied. Um, so yeah, there's that, but you know, we've got our rhythms and things and then, yeah, if it's sunny. So, and then I will, Uh, do some emails because there's always those. So it's a good moment. Make sure everybody in in our little world's okay and all that's off in the way. And then, so it's about a half hour, hour check-in. And then, and if it's, let's say cloudy day, I will probably continue working or maybe I've got podcasts to do or interviews or calls. So there's that sort of the doing of the business. And then there's also special days where I would go into headquarters and be formulating or meeting with people there. So that's sort of the work part. Um, However if I did that little bit of work, and it's sunny, out, I got to go outside. (laughs) So I will literally like kind of, I mean, I do, obviously, I've worked to create my own schedule for many Mm -hmm. decades. And I'm living in that now. And I'm happy about that. But I'll I'll look at the week in advance and sort of plot, okay, a what are the sunny days, because then there may be you know, more outdoor excitement. Um but for sure and then what are the sunny hours? So I'll look at the hourly and I'll be like, okay, there's my window and that's like the most important windows in my week is mm-hmm. my sort of sun time and swim time. So, yeah, on a beautiful morning I would have done that that little bit of work and then I'm hopefully going down to a dock or a deck and I'm going to bask in that sunlight. And then I'm going to swim and then I'm going to bask in that sunlight a little bit more. So that that could take a couple hours depending on the weather and situation and how much work I cleared up. So we're just pretending this is a day where, you know, nothing's totally pressing and I've got a normal schedule. Um, Cause of course things can come up all the time to disrupt the beautiful sun and swim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Darn. <laughs> yeah. And then hopefully, you know, and then, Oh my God, for some, you know, swimming across the lake had never appealed to my kid before because it was too like, obviously it's not fun and splashing around, but last summer, uh, he got into it. And so that was some of the best moments. I just like to swim across lake and back with my, he was 13 years old at the time. I'm just like, what could be better? So Aww. those are some good times for me. And then, yeah. And then I just, you know, and then it's a, it's a mix of like basically work, you know, and all the variations. So I've, I feel like my work is very varied. Obviously, you know, it commute communi- um, communication time. Yeah. computer time, thinking creative time, that like mode of like the where the visionary stuff comes from, which really could be any time. but I also have set times of the day where it's like I'm thinking so I make sure pretty much every day has the thinking time, which is not really meditation but it's
1: very meditative and can yeah. definitely come out of a meditation what's that like for you do you sit with like a journal and prompt yourself or do you just free flow like if ideas start popping into your head or formulations yeah, it's pretty free or-
0: flowing if i've if i've you know i usually i always have pen and paper around me so that's nearby i, de- I don't journal but i definitely have a book of chicken scratches and mm-hmm. <laughs> and and then also and then it's also can be like especially if it's later in the night or then it's obviously just grab the phone and put you know email myself some some thoughts um so those are those methods you know and then if and then there could be then there's a then there's more of a flow then there could be you know then there's just like doing emails but then there's like the chances where i get to write which is very exciting so yeah it's just so much work or maybe i'm planning a photo shoot or like some visual thing that i want to accomplish in my head so there's I'm so grateful that I really feel like within the work I do on a daily basis, there's about 10 careers that I get to fulfill, you know, which can be a bit much and it could be, you know, maybe like a month where I'm getting to one realm or whatever, but there's just, I have like literally endless amounts of creative, things to happen in this lifetime. So that feels all taken care of. You know what I mean? Like it's just, It's just about pausing and collecting the reception of the ideas and then deciding on what manifestation or method of manifestation will happen, which is all very fun too.
1: Yeah. It sounds like you have a lot going on (laughs) up there. (gasps) Oh my gosh. I love that. I relate to that so much. My brain is constantly coming up with ideas and filtering through like, which ones do we focus on? Which ones, which ones, which ones are really in my heart and, and wanting to come out. What's that process like for you? I think Are that's you... a whole
0: mix of things too. Cause it's like, okay, what's in the heart? Well, what's mm-hmm. the reality of like, what's already made on the planet? What's, what's in the reality of like the botanical that I may need or, you know what I mean? So I feel like it's like, mm-hmm. it's a whole thing. There is often a, there's, I think to every idea and phase, there's a letting go because in mm-hmm. but it's the letting go to say, okay. All other cooperative components come and gather for this because we can't, we can't do it all at all. Even if we think we can, it's a full illusion. Nothing happens from your own efforts. Yeah. Seriously.
1: What (laughs) do you, what do you, yeah, I know. Yeah. Letting go of the control of trying to Yeah, And I can't say it's (laughs) not like, I
0: can't say like I'm a perfect letter goer, but there's a part of every idea where you're bringing it to the more. And more have to like, you know, more components need to gather for, you know, either more people need to know about it so they can enjoy it or like you're bringing it to, you know, make it be made and or produce something or maybe you've made one and now you've got to make a hundred or like so many things. (laughs)
1: Yeah. What are you most passionate about right now? What's like making you feel really excited
0: I don't know if it's like one area. I just feel like it's a continuation of the whole thing, which I feel like is just always the mystery of,
1: of living.
0: I think that's always a fun area to focus on figuring out what we can know and what we can't know and where we can ride the mystery and where we can't. And I feel like that's, that's sort of the excitement that can be pulled through in any project or where everything stems out of.
1: Um, I was wondering if there was one thing that you could kind of go back in time and start doing earlier.
0: <laughs> what I'm would it be? At like <laughs> one of the,
1: at the most ridiculous
0: answer that came to me. It's going to sound so funny. I, cause I actually, I had this thought the other day and maybe that's why it's because I was trying to go with the first thought that came to my head and I'm like, I have no idea why I was like cutting hair, my hair and not letting it just be long for like most of my life. Like, seriously, why was it getting, because like, I had a phase where I just didn't cut my hair for four years. And I'm like, this is the best thing ever. And like the length of your hair, the length of my hair now, I feel like it's been a thing of like, like, yeah, and maybe that was like the past eight years of my life. And I'm kind of like, damn, like, why didn't I go through twenties and thirties with just more hair? And that is my
1: very deep answer to your question. (laughs) Well, that's a perfect answer because I'm a hairdresser. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. I've been a hairdresser for 15 years. And one of the things I've become so fascinated about, you know, I found your product line, living libations first. And then my friend started telling me about you as a person, but you know, behind the business and I'm like, what? 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 And she gifted me your book, which is like uh, riddled with bookmarks. Yeah. And I was actually just reading the other day, the section about hair and you talking about that. Yeah. And um, that's been one of my missions, even with starting this podcast, when I originally started it, it was called Limitless Hairdresser. Oh
0: my God. That's hilarious. Yeah. I can't, and that's funny. I
1: had that answer. It is. Hey, okay, nothing's a <laughs> no, coincidence, no. but I was talking to hairdressers about Um, becoming more healthy, taking care of ourselves. And because my realization of the toxic beauty industry started to really, I I became aware of it about six or seven years ago and living in it. It's one of those things where when you're in it, it's hard to see. Yeah. Take a step back. You start to realize, and I just got so sad. (laughs) I, I was so sad and then frustrated and then a little bit angry of, of trying to find healthy alternatives f- for myself as a service provider yeah, and also for my clients and really disheartened about how few there were. And also starting to become really frustrated about the narrative that had been fed to clients, mm-hmm. to me as a provider about these same things. If you want to look pretty, you need to have the latest highlights and trends. If you uh, want to stay in business and be a successful hairdresser, you need to get those clients in for that retouch every three, three weeks, which means we kind of have to shame them about having gray hair. Um, yeah. So my brain started going in these these circles about all of these things about beauty and really going on my own journey of like, well, what is beauty? What does that even mean? What are we trying to achieve? Why are we so focused outward? And um, so your book has been like my bible, <laughs> and I'm like, yes, somebody is like getting it. And there's so much for me to learn. Um, so maybe we'll kind of dive down that vein of beauty. And at what point for you did that revolution start happening within yourself and the awareness of things like basking in the sun without plastering SPF all over you and drinking natural spring water and and things of those sorts that are deep, true beauty. Mm-hmm. Well, um, that's so fun to hear your story.
0: And maybe we just touch on upon this in a second before I go to the other part. But I also found like, because mm-hmm. uh, it generally I've had sort of lay- like a layered hair situation. I'm like, the, I don't know. I felt like the layers kept coming. It's not like everything became, I don't know. There was just a natural thing. And it seemed to kind of keep shifting and differentiating in a way that was always like easy to style. And I don't know. It's, yeah. So I don't know, like mm-hmm. if just the hair has its own sort of, you know, lengths and it, like I found that my face was naturally getting framed and stuff by my hair, yeah. like it wasn't just all like a
1: long shag on my head, you know. Yeah. Well, the hair has all these different phases, and yeah. Like when it falls out in a shedding phase, and then it's constantly falling out and regrowing, falling out and regrowing. Our bo- bones are—I think it's like every yeah. seven years, our bones are like new bones. And so like, I think that's why the hair, if you leave it alone, it will take on its own shape. Yeah, and it that's what I've been on neat its to see.
0: Like, it's sort of like, you know, uh, I'm not a sculptor, but you hear sculptors and they say, and then I don't know, they bring out whatever supposed to come out. naturally. I feel like now it's just like letting the hair sort of see what its natural structure is and style, kind of neat. I know not everybody can do that, but uh, cause you know, different hair textures, I'm sure would like, I mean, maybe a thin fine texture. Might need yeah. some help. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think it, you know. It all just depends on what you what you're seeing, what you're feeling, but also, and you talk about this a lot in the book, is what you're eating. Yeah, that can change the structure of your hair. That the can shine, change the, the bounce. shine, the density, yeah. the the curl pattern. Yeah, um, because your hormones also affect your hair as well. So all of those things can can dramatically. Um, change the way that you're experiencing your hair, your skin. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Um, but oftentimes we're reaching to chemicals yeah. and we're reaching to like uh, plaster it down or like straighten it out. And, you know, all of the harmful the butane and all of the, um, yeah, butane. And- so crazy. I think too, it's like,
0: you know, it might take um, uh, like, obviously like a month to six months in a way to kind of turn around hair and hair shine and through diet and stuff. And I think, and that seems so slow because we're in such a fast society. We just want it all <laughs> yeah. now. So it's like, well, if you can make it like shiny now, just through me washing it or putting a color thing through or whatever, it's just that we just want that immediate satisfaction. But it's the slow, I like just going really deep because I'm like, I don't want all the band-aids. It doesn't get us very far. Like what's the underlying thing? So uh, that's just where I usually come from. But I guess I started, well, as a teen or as a kid, I was definitely always basking in nature and loving it and just mixing stuff from the ground. Like (laughs) I just had an inclination to put like mud and geranium petals with like willow leaves or whatever. So I had that inclination and then inside I also had that inclination of taking like my mother's Chanel perfume and then mixing it with the toxic cleaning chemicals under the bathroom sink or whatever. So I would definitely did that like in the wee, wee years, Um, or just plastering my body with mud and jumping into a lake, that kind of thing. And then in grade nine, I had opportunity, we had a self, you know, rare opportunity where you could pick your own subject.
1: So Mm -hmm. for
0: the science fair, I, I was trying to figure out what to do and I found this book on, cosmetics and perfumery in the library and I like had so much perfume I was like obsessed with perfumes and mixing them at that time and then it went into history and how perfumes were made and that it was these distillates that you could find now that are called essential oils and you could probably find them at a health food store so my mom she drove us to the big city to health food store I got my first whiffs of essential oils and I didn't get it at that time because the smellscape was totally synthetic and here was this like orange oil or ylang piercing through, and it smelled so different to my brain, but I didn't know it was like synthetic, natural, like that real, I had no clue at that point, but I did recreate L'Air de Tom. I just thought, oh, how cool that I can buy ingredients that go in a perfume and then make a perfume. Just the fact that that existed, because in those days, and especially me at that age, I was like, however old you are in grade nine, to, that you could buy ingredients that make those perfumes that you get in stores, you know, was mind blowing. And then uh, that was super fun. And then, you know, as a teen, again, I would just, my bathroom was crazy, bottles everywhere. And I would get the hand me downs from my mother and sister. So I had like it all, and I would take, you know, like eyeshadow and mix them with my Crabtree and Evelyn lip balm to make like white lipstick that looked like from the 1960s and I was just <laughs> playing around but again I was just really playing with all the stuff that was already made yeah. but I had that inclination and then um, the body shop came out at that time and it, we just like oh it seemed so cool and green and then that was so I kind of switched over to a lot of that stuff and then I'm at university a little bit bored because I didn't get through all the right classes so I'm skipping class that day and I'm watching a talk show and Lisa Benet is on there with some other people like Roald Julia, John Robbins. They're talking about food being connected to your health and the environment, which is, this is like, nine, I don't know, 1992 or 91 or something. It's pretty revolutionary because we just, we were not food and the environment and your health were not a whole thing at all. And I was just, (laughs) Oh my God, it was fascinating. And then that, you know, they, they weren't eating um, dairy or meat because of the amount of like, you know, I don't know, 55 gallons of water to raise Mm a whatever. So just really opening all that up and really just seeing processed food, processed food industry, organic, non-organic pesticides. Like I didn't even really realize that existed. And, um, so then I just, started really understanding what I was eating. I found the farmer's market in town. I had to walk by a health food store every day to get home in this little converted home. It was called grains and beans and things. And I bought every book and every bean <laughs> in there, like every day I would go there. And it was like a whole world and in ingredients. And then, so, cause I'm buying all the books they have there. And it wasn't that many. There was one about like reading supermarket labels. I can't remember what it's called. Oh. And it was mind blowing. Cause you would look, take takes like all brand and you'd see like, it was basically like a cardboard fiber. Mm. That brown sugar was white sugar with molasses. Like we didn't know that stuff back then. And then it, ju- it just—I was like, "Well, what's in my skincare?" It's like this was all in about a month period. And then I was like, "Oh my God, this is total BS." The fuzzy peach oil had never been in peach. There's no pineapple in the pineapple <laughs> face scrub. Like, it's <laughs> just total BS. Wow. So that was very revolutionary for me. And that's actually when my beauty got totally renegade. And I started doing, because I was bored in school, luckily, that first year. I had time in my brain to, like, research other things. And so I really dove into, like, raw materials uh, and cosmetics from antiquity, really looking at 18th century European cosmetics. Um, And this is obviously that's that first year and it never stopped, but I was gathering those books, those resources, and then also wanting to find all these raw materials. So I started writing uh, consulates in different countries, different, I I don't even quite know. I mean, I was pulling a lot from books and resources um, because there was no internet then. And then I was writing and I was finding uh, essential oil distillers and producers, like small artisanal, before even that word existed, family. I'm sure it existed, but you know, before it was in our modern vocab and just really finding things. And even if I'm more caught, con- like I was getting all the rare oils, like Angelica and neroli and just things I had never smelled. And I had to smell, I had to get a whiff of like, or if I see an old recipe, like from Egypt, well, I had to put those things together to smell like at least the modern form of it to kind of get a sense of like, why are these things being put together what's the texture what's the pigment what's the aroma what's the effect on the skin like all of this all of this getting pulling in all that information so fascinating and then because it wasn't around I just started importing essential oils like into Canada like by the leader and then you know I was said that I was making products and selling those like things like to help barcas veins for my waitress for me and my waitressing friends because I was waitressing and going to school and and studying and all that. Um, and friends and family were loving it. And then I was bringing in oils, and then even other aromatherapy therapists or aromatherapy teachers were getting oils and stuff from me because they were had never smelt such purity or such variety, you mm-hmm. know. So that was just a really fun time. And then I and then it was fun in the other years of university because I discovered women's studies, and then I felt like what I was studying was very relevant to, to my life, but what a neat intersection because then I was doing a deep dive into, into the history. Um, You know, we would go into different cultures, but especially the history of women's bodies and Western culture. And some of our textbooks were like our bodies ourselves. So I am, learning in school like in university about the horrors of iud and birth control i'm doing side projects on midwifery i did my thesis on um the female orgasm in western history and you know fun things like that and in my thesis group i wish i could remember her name my friend was doing her thesis on the neo-colonialism of the body shop (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh That, that was in 19 like 92. (laughs)
1: I know. And I'm like, right on. that That is so amazing. It just, it's so interesting when you look back at your story and seeing how all of the little pieces were there for you and, you know, you just continue on that path. And, um, I mean, I've read some of, of about your stories, like opening up your shop for Alanis last more set and like really cool stuff like that. I mean, I'm sure you've done some like amazing, like whimsical, like what is my life pinch me kind of stuff. <laughs> um, uh, at what point were you like, oh, like, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is my path because, you know, sitting here now talking to you, you're like, Sun goddess, like doing, you're like doing all of the things, you know, not just talking about the things, and also running a badass business and you know, sitting here like, oh yeah, I've got like calls and I'm creative time, and you're just constantly progressing. Um, was there a certain point where you kind of knew that you were going to commit to that and just keep growing in that direction, or did you have a point? where you're doubting if you were gonna continue doing that and go a different direction? Well, there's Um, a
0: few sort of inflection points, if that makes sense. Um, So in in that time that we were just talking about, like university, I'm doing all that, I'm finishing up my thesis on the female orgasm, I'm whipping up other products at home, friends and family are buying. I knew in that moment, I was like, I want to put this all together in a store. Mm -hmm. Cause I just, it didn't exist. And I didn't feel like even that, that range of kind of beauty, like skincare, just didn't exist like anywhere. It certainly wasn't the beauty counter, wasn't the drugstore, and nor was it your regular health store offerings. Um, even though health food stores weren't even quite a big thing yet, <laughs> they were for me. Because really, from that moment when I read that supermarket book, like I never eat processed food again. And generally organic as much as possible and wild and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I was, I was going to like little courses in the backs of like bookstores in my university town to go see the teacher that was like teaching two people how to make like cashew milk in like 1992 <laughs> or like so salad cool. with hijiki and wakame. <laughs> wow. That's what I was doing. That's so cool. um, so, um, yeah, at home, I'm whipping up a storm. And the other fun thing is I actually, it was weird at first, but I started university living off campus and without a roommate. And actually, that really worked out well because I was like, hey, I love living by myself. Like, because, you know, it's so fun. You leave your family home and you're like, this is fun. Like, just being on my own, like, without even a roommate. And it was great because I really took over that kitchen. <laughs> it <was fun laughs> Open because up it became, shop. became like a whole apothecary. Um, so in, when I was in my lat, I knew I, so I went to the, I was in university town, like, uh, I guess it was three or three years. And then I was like, I got to get out of this small town and finish my degree at the, in Toronto. Cause I just felt like that's, I got to open the store there and I've got to just start. It wasn't all totally clear. Um, but I knew it was that I knew I didn't want to practice the realm of therapy. Like even, you know what I mean? I knew I wasn't like here to massage and get people's lymphatics right. going on that level um so I knew I knew it was about creating it. and also I I there was nowhere to get this beautiful range of oils you know that did not exist mm-hmm. and so um sometimes I think it's I don't know if it's 94 or 92 or what but somewhere in there when I graduate I guess it was 94 Um, you know, I graduated in the spring and then by October I had our store open on a really in, on Queen street in Toronto, which is kind of like our Soho area. It's just like a really hip little area, you know, painted the store, renovated. Like I, we did it all and had a little, our team and yeah, opened the store. I was 22 years old. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. That's so awesome. And it was super fun. And we had so many, you know, fun people. Uh, that came by and stuff, but there was that, and then um, I did have a business partner at the time, and we just wanted to go separate ways, and um, so we had to figure that out. Once we figured it out and we closed the store, I would then I was like, okay, I'm here's a moment, you know, I can just keep going because I've got all the skill sets, and obviously, I've created something here, um, but I paused because I just didn't want to go into autom- automation, automate, or whatever, automatic, and just be doing it because like, I knew I could do it. And it was secure. I was like, does this want to come forward with me? Mm-hmm. And also, I just felt like I needed some time off. Um, because I really had been going pretty hard since 18, like just fully following my path. Mm-hmm. So I just was like, hey, let's just pause for a minute. Um, but of course, everything wanted to come forward with me. And then it was in that, the the year I was going to take off and then I met Ron who is now husband and partner and then yeah and I was just keeping things pretty chill even for that first year and then I was just like starting to slowly like I would just have like a scent salon in my house once a month where I would whip up fresh batches of stuff and then people could get it because I would see people on the street and they're like oh my god Osmosis closed like I can't. My <laughs> lips have never been the same. Like where did you go? You know, and of course there was no like the internet game wasn't like it is now. There was no right. social media going on. Um so um but it was cool cuz I really wanted to make sure this wanted to come forward with me and it mm-hmm. did. And then Ron and I just started a whole new era and I was funny cuz he was like let's work together. This is like in our first 3 months and I was like, "Oh my god, no, we get like we're going to we got to be you know, we're going to ruin the romance, <laughs> you know, that doesn't seem smart, but he just was like, he was just like, let's work together. And then everything coming out of my mouth, he was just kind of like, it just wasn't landing on him. Cause he was just like, let's work together. You know, that just like, I just, he was just looking at back at me, just like, we're working together and you can say whatever
1: you want kind of thing but you'll wow. see. <laughs> is, he, we did. <laughs> is he in a, a similar, um, in a similar vein as you, or does he have like a different set of skills that he brought to the Yeah. I mean, we're, I think we're totally different creatures. I mean, certainly then he was like, this
0: was fully my own path, but he was just like, let's work together. Let's work together. And I was like, okay. And then we just did. And I was like, but I was also like, I can't get that serious. It's like, I can't get more serious than a lemonade stand, you know, cause I was also like, we're, we're so new <laughs> and I just had undone a partnership and stuff. But, um, you know, and he's like, well, what are we going to call it? And I was just like, I really love the word libations. Like I, 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 there's certain words that I just love and they're just part of my brain. And then it just came out. I was like living libations. And he's like, that's it. And then I remember the UPS driver coming like a couple weeks later and he was like, so what does that mean? And I was like, hold on. And I had to go like refresh because <laughs> I love the word libations. Yeah. You know, it was a little like I knew it was the right word because I obviously had known the meaning from another moment in life. But I was just like, Yeah, what does it mean? And then it was just like so perfect.
1: It was like well, what, that's is, good. what does libations it's, mean? It's, it's like an, a drink. Drink, drink. Well, it's
0: no, well, yeah, it is you, I mean, you can kind of? very casually, there can be a reference to like, Hey, a libation and you can have a, a drink, 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 like a bar drink, but it's real meaning is an outpouring of a nectar in honor of a deity. <laughs> <laughs> so to <Okay>. me, is the <laughs> outpouring of the nectar of all the plants wow. or ourselves in honor of the deity being life, the cosmos, the earth, your body. It's so good and it's alive they're living libations because again it's like what i felt was the, the skincare of my teens my youth was this lifeless liquid yeah. you know filled with petroleum and just dead deadness <laughs> so it's yeah. living living libations that's amazing
1: So you all know by now that I have been on a clean, holistic, transformational journey trying to get all of my products, my skincare, my home care, simplified and in alignment with my core values and belief systems. And I'm so excited to share with you our sponsor for today's episode, which is clarity cleaning supplies. They are a holistic zero waste home cleaning supplies, natural concentrates, hand poured and made in small batches. One of the things that I've been really working on is reducing my amount of single use plastics and their cleaner comes with a glass bottle. And then these adorable little jars that you can reuse with a dry essential oil-based cleaner that actually works. And I've been using that for about six months now, cleaning my kitchen, my stove, uh, my countertops. And it has like changed the game for me because it actually smells nice. It Like there's one thing that was really driving me nuts about cleaning uh, aside from the fact that I don't like cleaning. And that was the harsh chemical smell that like burnt my throat and made my nose flare up. And this actually smells really awesome and it feels really good to clean. The other thing that I really, really love is their super solid dish soap. When we were in Costa Rica, we started using this dish soap that came in a little jar because there's no uh, dishwasher, And we'd use a little scrubber and we'd wash our dishes with that. And when I came back to the United States, I was like, oh, it'd be so nice if we had that like solid dish soap thing. The only thing was that theirs came in a plastic container. Well, when I found out Clarity had these beautiful tins of super solid dish soap, and it's all natural concentrates, super concentrated. And you use this adorable little wooden scrubber to um, add the water to it and just move it around in the little tin. And you can wash like literally anything off of a pan stuck on eggs um, burnt sauces from stir fries like it comes off really nicely and easily and it smells really really good makes my hands feel really nice when i'm finished cleaning so if you want to try it out use code limitless at checkout at clarity c-l-a-r-y-t-i dot com C-L-A-R-Y-T-I.com. use code limitless for 15% off any of their products in the store I 10 out of 10 recommend getting the super solid dish soap to start if you want to start with something small and then if you want to like go all in get the whole bundle it's really cool it comes with the glass jar Um, your choice of fragrance for the cleaner. You also get this tiny little wooden spoon in this little funnel so that you can put the product in there very easily. Shake it up and start having fun cleaning. You will thank me. I promise. Use code limitless at clarity. C-L-A-R-Y-T-I.com for 15% off. Let me know what you think. I would love to hear your cleaning experiences. Have you gotten any backlash from like big corporation, like beauty brands or anything like that kind of coming out with this really strong brand and message and.
0: Well, you know, some things I could be oblivious to, cause that's fine. That's probably <laughs> the best way to be, but I, I have found, <laughs> I do get, um, Like, I don't know, like a very industry email. Like, it's like, if you work at L'Oreal, you would get this email. You know what I mean? It's a sort of like an industry newsletter. Mm -hmm. Um, And holy, in the past two years, microbiome. All over, like every, like
1: microbiome They're talking about microbiome.
0: Yeah, and they're making new things to work for the Mm -hmm. microbiome and everything like that. It's crazy. Yeah, so maybe you're
1: influencing the... Change. The microbiome
0: is huge right now, but it's so funny too because it's like the same BS. Like, it's like one sort of prebiotic, probiotic, sort of fermented y kind of ingredient in a sea of microbiome mutating BS. Like, it's, it's just it's insane. Yeah. But they're catching yeah. on because they need to. It doesn't mean that the change is authentic, but they know the buzzwords as always.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know. I noticed that because I worked for a hair care company for for seven, seven years out of Canada, actually. Oh, that's Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. And it was a healthier green line. And I remember hearing, um, the, the owner talking about all these things I hadn't really heard of before about using, um, Babasu and, um, just all these different oils and things in the products and then starting to see things at target on the shelf saying that they had these same seed oils or all these things right 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 but right next to you know something that has a word this long and yes (laughs) like I think that kind of counteracts the point
0: (laughs) yeah and again it's, it's just still like just different marketing trends so babasu it's a beautiful oil and so then it's just like all the neon lights go to the Babasu that's right. only maybe in it at two to 5% and ignoring all the other
1: right.
0: crap, so
1: to speak. Yeah. Do you think <laughs> that it'll ever change or you think that we're kind of in this?
0: Well, I think, I think, I mean, prediction. I see a lot of change. Is the change real? Most of the time, no. It's a change in the marketing. It's a change in the wording. It's a change in the whole a- angle. But the other thing is too, it, it, I mean, obviously, I see these things as taking a toll on our chemicals and the earth, but mm-hmm. let's just pretend that's not the case. Um, let's just say it's sort of chemical versus natural. I just think there's so many people on the planet. It doesn't matter. Like there's enough people that want, you know, the natural. There's enough people that don't care about the natural and just want the synthetic and they just think that's that's what works. And so that's all fine too. I mean, there's just, there's it's 2020 or it's 2021 there's enough for everybody on the planet. There's enough variety right now, you know, that you can find whatever thing you want. Like we've got Gwen Paltrow. She's pretty natural. And then she's got a version of Botox that she's doing. And there's like probably all, that's probably perfect for a whole set of people because the pressure to be beautiful and not have a wrinkle between Mm -hmm. your eyes is so huge. They don't have time to guasha that out of their forehead for three years. You know, they got a movie to make tomorrow. And until a lot changes, you know, where we're feeling differently about our bodies, where we're raising girls with a rocking self-esteem, mm-hmm. it's okay. I mean, unfortunately, though, there's the environmental thing, obviously, in the meantime, but uh, hopefully we're working out on that from a whole bunch of different angles, too.
1: Mm. I like that you said that. It's like there is there is that right now for people who are like need a quick fix but want the healthiest alternative of it. But also, I love that you said that, the real root, right? You're talking earlier about how you like to go really deep in in finding the the deeper parts of this. And Mm -hmm. it really is human consciousness shift.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know what we're so primed for too, though? I mean, think about like from the, the... the types of people like me that were using the body shop and thought that was okay. And then maybe you're like me nee, sort of see some issues. You graduate to the, the beauty aisle at the health food store, you know, and you're seeking that and you want that, but, and you think you're buying it, but you're not. And then they, then those people discover living life patients and they're like, hallelujah, because that's what I was wanting. That's what I thought I was getting from the right. marketing. But when they look at the labels, it wasn't delivering.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can't even explain how much it changed my life because I grew up with kind of two different extremes. My mom, who was more into the commercialization stuff, she was buying stuff at the dollar store kind of situation, and then my my grandmother, my dad's mom, who's from Ohio, she's since passed, was the president of her herb guild. She oh, was wow. using echinacea and arnica and eucalyptus and all these pure things on me when I go to her house. I'm like, what are you doing? And my grandma's like, let me just rub this on you. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> and so I watched her. And at the time I didn't appreciate it. And I didn't understand that she was seeking a holistic alternative of living and being healthy. And she's beautiful. She, she looked, she looked like she was my mom, no gray hair, nothing and doing yoga, you know, in the, in the seventies and So it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. She did. She was doing it. So I think seeing that and then seeing her age, I was like, wow, like grandma was doing something right here. And then me, I'm in my mid thirties now and starting to notice like skin and hair and all these changes and finding that I couldn't quite find anything to get myself into a place that I felt really natural. And the first time that Jenny used the living libations on me, I was like, what is this? (laughs) The smell? I was the fragrance, the aroma. I'm like, this is different. This is so different than any holistic stuff I bought at Ulta or Whole Foods or (laughs) or whatever. And um, it just has changed the experience. It's like a, I don't know how else to say it's like a spiritual experience using your products. You can feel the energy behind the, the action. Like my skin, yes, looks more glowy. I, I'm like, I have like no wrinkles. I don't know. It just like, I (laughs) de-aged. I I mean,
0: the crazy thing is, is that, yeah, like we're all doing this because we want to feel better and, and look more beautiful no matter what, even if we're taking the natural route, they're not natural root we want to feel better and we want to, right and in the name of all this the stuff we're putting on our face is literally aging us it's not even yeah. neutral you know we're not even neutral
1: that's the crazy part yeah. yeah yeah it's like covering it up putting a band-aid on it just like with hair putting all of these products and goops and stuff all over mm-hmm. the hair I stopped coloring my hair like four years ago I don't you know I I don't know, everything changed with diet and all these things and um, coating the hair and stuff, it suffocates it and yeah, it's actually every, making it
0: worse than yeah, better. Every part, like really the whole, like the planet breathes, right? Where everything's got a respiration cycle and our skin breathes, we breathe. And so a lot of uh, ingredients, especially if they're petroleum related, is like putting a microscopic layer of saran wrap. Over yeah. skin, even glycerin-based stuff mm-hmm. or toothpaste that can clean, contain glycerin are blocking the respiration of the mouth. I mean, not mm-hmm. the mouth, sorry, because we're breathing. I meant the teeth. Like there is, there's an in and out of every body mm-hmm. part, right? Like the scalp needs to breathe, the skin needs to breathe. And we're cutting that off and then stifling it with synthetics at the same time.
1: Yeah. Wow. Mm. Well, you just keep keep doing your thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah, I, I, mean, <laughs> I got to keep doing it so that we, you know, so that when we're all 60, we don't have to succumb to the Botox either. So I'm here yeah. for that. Botox yeah. can still exist, but for the other millions of women that want something else, like I'm here to discover yeah. that, invent it, innovate it, whatever. We got to figure that out. I
1: love it. Okay. I have a lot of questions, so I'm going to do just a quick fire. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Yeah. Just a lightning round because (laughs) a lot of things I'm curious. Okay. Um, Immune system hacks. What's the number one thing that people can do to boost their immune system right now? Oh, the the sun, the sun. Sun. There's vitamin D to
0: take, which is awesome. And, and, and most likely, I mean, probably 90% of the world planet is deficient in vitamin D. We know from over 3,000 studies that being sufficient in vitamin D will prevent various amounts of disease, including your risk of breast cancer is slashed by 50% if your body is sufficient in vitamin D. We also have several peer re- or peer, there is peer-reviewed scientific studies, current, current virus showing that vitamin D sufficiency will make it land a little softer or perhaps not land so that's really key and that's going to be vitamin d supplements but you also need time in the sun because that create the skin on sun on skin creates a water soluble type of vitamin d that creates antimicrobial peptides like ll37 which is like a champion for the immune system and specifically to prevent cytokine storms for example that's what happens when you're engaging with the sun the other thing that sun skin time does is it um, creates a very healthy cholesterol sulfate. And um, so there's all these chemical reactions that happen with those sunbeams. It's a catalytic catalytic reaction that our body then converts into a precursor steroidal home hormone of vitamin D. It really isn't even a vitamin, but we're calling that because that's where we're what we decided to call it. Um, so being sufficient in that is so key and it creates like, it's like a liquid, it's like liquid sunshine. It's, it's like a liquid lube that you create from being the sun. Obviously too much time. The sun is drying and there's a whole bunch of other stuff, but I talk about it in the book about how to engage with the sun so that you're not creating sun damage and that you're getting the benefits and that you're not having to go down the sunscreen route and bring in those chemicals that block UVB, block vitamin D production, separate UVB from the UVA ray, and when we just receive UVA, it's sun damaging when it's not with its ultraviolet partner. So besides the chemicals in sunscreen, it's also preventing vitamin D, and it's just literally delivering you the skin-damaging UVA. Mm -hmm. So
1: that's
0: good for you to sit in the
1: sun. (laughs) Um, Okay, let's see. If you're concerned about
0: your your face, mm-hmm. wear a hat. Tan the rest of your body. Tan your backside. You know. I've heard that this is a thing
1: <laughs> it's where a you. Thing. Well, I mean, like your whole and back. You put yeah. But like, have you heard about people doing yes. that? Was I like write about people the too. Your yoni,
0: your organ, <laughs> in literally, uh, there's studies that show it increases testosterone. They only did the study on men. I'm sure it has benefits for women as well. Um, but yeah, you got to get the sun where the sun doesn't shine. And there's an Italian proverb. that's like, you got to get the sun where it doesn't, I don't have it properly, but get the sun where it doesn't shine. And that prevents the doctor from, you know, going to that area. Something
1: like that. Sun on your bomb um, a day, keep the doctor away. <laughs> but I also mean like your whole
0: backside, like feet to neck, because, you right. know, you're not, that's not really a wrinkle area that you're concerned about, even though. Really, I talk about it in the book, but it's if you're doing it right, you're not going to be increasing uh, wrinkles and stuff. You're going to be prevented. Cool. I love it.
1: Um, number one favorite wellness ritual that you have, like something <laughs> quick that you love to do besides sun, because I know you, know you love sun. The sun. I love washing my face with oil. I mean, that's just like yeah. the great part
0: of waking up. Get that warm cloth, put on my sports of best skin ever, and just doing that. It's so simple. And really, it can turn like it brings circulation to the face. It's just like, all of a sudden, face rosy, happy, dewy,
1: glowing. Yeah, I love the oil cleansing. This is my frankincense one. It's like gone. Um, and <laughs> got a this. new
0: best skin ever coming out in a couple of weeks,
1: <gasps> and some new tooth oh, and boy, we got new toothpaste it. coming out. It's so exciting! Awesome. I love the frankincense toothpaste. I didn't it's know. Fun. I'm like, have always been a like a. I won't even tell you what I always use, but, um, <laughs> when I first used it, cause I love frankincense, like one yeah. of my favorite fragrances. It. I, just, I just love the whole experience of it. And mm-hmm. I used it the first time and I'm like, Oh my God, my mouth felt real clean. Yeah. Like I didn't How sometimes you have that minty, like intense afterwards. Of well, the, it's
0: not real mint in
1: those yes yeah. right it kind of lingers so here's and, the difference uh, too you can have synthetic
0: or like synthetic menthol as just a synthetic um, scent additive or you can have real mint that's like literally got scientific studies showing how it's a quorum sensing inhibitor how it can clean up biofilms and pathogens you know what do you want <laughs> it's like
1: The mint, yeah. I want the real mint. I'll take what's behind door number two. (laughs) I will take that. Um, who has impacted your life, uh, most on your spiritual or wellness journey? I would say
0: Rumi or Krishnamurti for sure. I mean, they're kind of, I don't know, I'm supposed to pick one, but both those authors, yeah. And I have quotes and put um, references from their books all throughout Renegade Beauty,
1: yeah, yeah. (laughs) That? <laughs> um, if someone is new to a holistic beauty practice, um, what would be the top three things you'd recommend for them to get started? Um, yeah, like cleanse the bathroom, <laughs> you know, even if you just cleanse
0: your bathroom and literally got a bag of baking soda, a bottle of olive oil and, or jojoba, a bottle of apple cider vinegar and a little Vera plant, you would, could go so far. So that's like, you know, the non-libations dependent route that will take in any budget, right? Think all those bottles that could be a year of self-care. Like if you're on a real budget, like a liter of, you know, all those oils or, and the apple cider vinegar from there, you can tone your skin, you can moisturize, you know, you can clean your mouth, all those things. You could even make a deodorant out of the baking soda. So it really could do the whole body. I talk about that a little bit in the book. Um, but other than that, um, I would do the best, again, cleanse your bathroom cleanse with oil cleanse with the best can ever completely revolutionary
1: yes.
0: um then i would say switch out your deodorant and get like a poetic pit and that will just transform even the air around you and the way that people interact with you on different levels because you're now emitting gorgeous aromas with your own pheromones and your chemical messaging kind of change changes because you're not masking with an antiperspirant bottle of Axe or secret or whatever and stifling that, uh, Mm -hmm. other chemical messaging, which is really a part of us. And yeah, sometimes those chemical messengers coming out of armpits aren't the best of smells, but when you mix it with the plant and the aromas, then it's like a combo. That's just like a Mm -hmm. real signature scent. I mean, we have people being stalked after like hot yoga classes because they smell so good. They're like, why, how, (laughs) you know, how is this (laughs) working for you? And I feel that's a real area where we don't want that daily dose of toxicity. We don't want the daily dose of aluminum for 40 years building up. Um, So I think that's pretty key. Yeah. And then I'd say, you know, doing something different for your mouth. So ditching that regular commercial toothpaste, it's filled with sodium laryl sulfate, perhaps creating your bleeding and receding gums, and then move Mm. to, you know, a, just the baking soda or one of the toothpaste and the dental serum, which you can glide along your floss and, you know, get that botanical biotic power up into the floss, starting to rejuvenate the gums and really getting some freshness back into the mouth. So to speak,
1: rather than just like surface. Um, fluoride, yes or no? No. Nah. Okay. No fluoride. Fluoride, bye. The simple thing
0: um, um, I do talk about, like the issues it causes, like so, I'll, and I'll do cite- scientific citation references when I when I talk about it in the book. But the main main thing is it somehow seems to. Uh, mess with an enzymatic system in the body. And simply put, it seems to make bones soft and skin stiff
1: hmm.
0: or like tissue stiff. It seems to be the main issue. We've got a new toothpaste coming out with a mineral that's part of our tooth makeup.
1: And it's uh, like calcium would
0: be, but it's, it's a nano nanohydro- apatite. And it's, it's in a couple toothpaste around the world. It's been in a toothpaste in Japan since the forties. Cause it helped with astronauts yeah. with their bone loss. Oh, it's wow. that that's good awesome. at teeth and it literally can even sort of fill out some like cracks and fissures.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So you can kind of, it's a paste that you would use normally, but then you can also kind of leave it on. And there's very wow. few toothpaste on the planet with this ingredient. So a, that's awesome that we have that available, but. None of, the, none of the other toothpaste are like that pure. So we now have this beautiful mineral ingredient and like the purest paste on the planet for the first time. That's amazing. So I'm super excited. That should be like May, late May, June. Very cool. I love it.
1: <laughs> um, do you do a cold plunge? Yes, but not like do- every day or anything. No, not like the Wim Hof no, and I do. I'm not very good at
0: breathing because I'm just like, look, I'm doing it. I'm getting in. That's <laughs> so um, yeah. And it's just I'll work with the lake. So uh, you know, eventually, like we-, we didn't get the hole put in till maybe about. I like it when I can coordinate with the sun a bit. So we did it February starting, and then generally I'm out. I'm trying to get a little dip in every day, and then eventually I'll just expand that into swimming. So you really do get in your frozen lake. Well, we put a hole in it and I go in, but
1: it's like one minute.
0: Then you know, maybe a week later, we'll go up to two minutes, and that's yeah, about it right that's, now. That's something
1: minutes. I I really want to incorporate because I it's really great for like your circulation and so many things. It but. is. You
0: can do really quick. I mean, I just we're back in university <laughs> I when I was <laughs> reading all those books at that little health food store. Well, one of them was just like having a hot cold shower to get the mm-hmm. circulation going, and I learned about dry brushing from those books as yeah. well. So do a, a nice dry brushing. We also have this energy dry brush that's got copper um, filaments in it as well. And it creates an ionic situation and it really is like energizing dry brushing. So you do some of that and then
1: you step into a hot, cold shower. You don't need a lake, Right, yeah, I know. I just need <laughs> to uh, build up my confidence to just do it. Yes, like, yes. Oh. Yeah. Um. Okay. The last one I'll ask you is uh, best advice for an entrepreneur in wellness and healing. Hmm. Well, I I wouldn't know specifically
0: for that. I would just say like good entrepreneur advice generally. And I, well, maybe for wellness, this would be more of a thing too, because I feel like a lot of people are become entrepreneurs because it's their favorite <laughs> thing to do and their hobby, which is awesome. And that's definitely, you want to be listening <clears throat> to those prompts in your life. And you want to be following the things you're passionate about, but just know once you put a business around your beautiful hobby, there might be some things that you're going to have to figure out. Because uh, once you know there's taxes and spreadsheets and lawyers all around your hobby, you know part of it might be like not that's like not the part of the brain that it was speaking to when you were like knitting or treating people or massaging people or, or making beauty care products, right? So, um, yeah, you've got to just, you got to keep finding a way through those moments and know that there's going to be parts of your passion that are totally not passionate, you know, and, and find ways through that, you know, either you get the pro help or you roll up your sleeves for a year until you can or whatever, but just, I don't know, just know that. I think the other exciting thing is that in my one career, it's just been like, it's so many, and you can really, you can always have, because you, hopefully you will be doing different things through in your business as it grows too. Cause, uh, when you're the one employee and if you one employee, hopefully you've got a different role than when you have 20 employees. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you've got to keep growing and moving with your business too. So it's also really a great, um, path to understand yourself as well, because if you can ride, your business and kind of where it takes you, then, you know, you're also riding your own self-development and growth at every
1: turn. Mm. Cool. And then maybe one more, what (laughs) makes your soul feel limitless?
0: Mm. Well, it's not like it always feels limitless, but although I say that's probably the personality that's feeling it's not limitless, I'm sure Mm -hmm. the soul is actually always feeling limitless. So that sort of explains it too. It's like, I feel like my soul is limitless when I feel like I am connected to that inner part of me that feels like my soul, right? Which is different for everybody, but we can call that sort of the inner being, the higher self, whatever. It's that part of me when I'm connected to that, which I feel is my connection to the to the creation of the cosmos, then I'm good. And when I'm not riding that alignment, then it's sort of like I'm finding the way to get back into that connection, which can sometimes be a few seconds and sometimes it can be a few days, sometimes it's a few weeks. Hopefully though, it's just a few seconds. Hopefully
1: it just happens. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) let's go. Yeah, let's go. Where
0: are you? (laughs) (laughs) And it's always there. So it's really just your own mind getting in the way.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Nadine. This was amazing. Um, You were so lovely. Thanks for um, chatting with us, offering your guidance and advice and some storytelling. I really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And hopefully Jenny's satisfied. Oh my gosh. She's going to freak out. She's going to freak out. I love this so much for her because, um, she's just, she's doing great things. We live in a pretty small town in Michigan and I have a hair salon downtown. She has a wellness spa. Um, and then we have who uh, is who is our Reiki teacher and, and one of our oh, spiritual neat. teachers next door who has a, a wellness. Spa. Oh, neat. And so the three of us are downtown, this little trifecta and awesome. in a pretty conservative church everywhere kind of place. And so, um, and, and, lots of fast food restaurants and whatever. So we're, we're trying really hard here to stay in it, right. Stay connected, stay the path, <sighs> stay bringing forward the information, sharing it with our clients. And, um, it's really beautiful to, to be able to see it and like have people with you on that journey too. So yeah, our fun. own little osmosis is
0: yeah totally it looks like using you little that. combinations you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's so fun well you're you're clearly doing it and that's that's awesome